Hello and welcome to the All Roads Podcast, where all roads lead to Rome and Vegas, which is where I'd rather be on this cold day. We're your hosts. I'm Dr. Sam Kindick. And I'm Sam Hahn. And today we're going to continue our analysis, discussion, uh, nitpicking, uh, <laughs> celebration of the Percy Jackson TV show reboot on Disney+. Plus. Um, and here we are, um, you know, yeah, we're talking well, about epi- well into this. Yeah. Episode six, yeah. episode six, we take a zebra to Vegas. Um, before we talk about what we thought about the episode, you know, I, I think it's important to talk a little bit about who is directing and who is writing each of these episodes, um, because it's not kind of been standard throughout. We've had. There are three different directors of this series, and there's kind of a handful of writers. And Rick Riordan isn't always credited as, as a writer on these episodes. So I'll just note that episode six uh, was directed by Jed Wilkinson and written by Jonathan E. Steinberg and Joe um, Trace, T-R-A-C-Z. I don't know how you pronounce that last name. Uh, but Rick Riordan is not actually a credited uh, writer on this episode. Uh, which I think is notable. Is the who's the is the the director? Who else did? I mean, can we connect this episode to other episodes? I mean, yeah. Who who did what? Yeah. So Jet Wilkinson also directed the fifth episode, "A God Buys Us Cheeseburgers," where we meet Aries. We get to go to quote unquote not Denver, um, and you know we get to do you know the the love ride and you know Hephaestus's um, amusement park. So this is the same director um, of you know these two episodes back to back, which um, seems to be the case. James Bobbin did the first two, and then Anger um, Anders Enstrom. I apologize. I feel like I'm incorrectly pronouncing that name as well. You got the lucky Uh, job of saying everyone's name. Yeah, I know. Uh, Did three and four. Um, And again, it's it's notable that Rick Riordan is only credited on the first two episodes um, and the fifth episode. Uh, Again, so um, the, you know, opening to the series, um, Percy being at the camp, and then when we actually meet Aries. Those are the only episodes where Rick Riordan is credited as a writer. Um, so anyway, I'd love, little- I'd love to, I'd love to talk to Rick and, um, I mean, obviously we'd love to talk to him. We've got lots of questions and thoughts. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure he'd love to hear him, but I'm, I'm just, you know, I don't, I don't know anything about this, this sort of process, the, the adaptation of, you know, a book into a screenplay, um, or something written for sort of a longer format series. It's yeah. So it's, 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 it's interesting that he would be not credited as a writer every episode yeah and of course he and his wife are executive are some of the executive producers of the entire show but yeah i it is interesting to me because i'm sure he's reviewing all of these scripts um, oh yeah but again i i don't know the intricacies of hollywood and exactly what earns you a, a writing credit on these uh but i is i think it is sometimes helpful to think about who is directing and who is writing these episodes um Again, with the knowledge that that Rick has a lot of control over this series in a way that he didn't over the movies, um, but there you go. Yeah. So, what do you think, episode six? I feel very similarly to this episode 
as I did to episode four, where they're at the St. Louis arch. I just feel like very little happened in the mm-hmm. actual like episode. Um, you, you know, there's a, I was surprised about how they exactly adapted um, the, the Vegas scene, right? They go into the Lotus hotel and they kind of know things about it, right? They're like, don't eat the food because it'll make you forgetful, um, which I thought was just kind of interesting. You know, there's a change because they're intentionally going to this casino as opposed to just kind of like coming upon it happenstance like they do in the book, right? They're intentionally looking for Hermes to get a ride to the underworld. Um, but there's a lot of, you know, they get to the casino and Hermes says, no, nah, I'm not going to help you. And it's like, oh man, but oh, we stole his keys. Oh, but he knew that we stole his keys and oh, where's Grover? Oh, here's Grover, but he doesn't remember us. Let's get in the car and oh, we're at the beach. And then Percy's like, oh, I got to go meet my dad. And they're like, sorry, your dad's not here. Um, it was just a lot of like, I don't know, just kind of like, I don't know, like stop and go, stop and go. It was like, we're going to do this thing. And it's like, no, okay, we're going to do a different thing. No. Um, and it was just, I, I, I don't know, you know, in improv, you know, uh, people say, you know, you have to say yes, Angie, right? You have to agree to the bit and then build on it. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of like not doing that sort of thing where it's like, here's an idea. And it's like, no, that's a stupid idea um, in this episode. And so I was a little bit frustrated also. Listen, I know that this show is, you know, we we had a horny Grover in the movie um, and the Vegas scene, he's doing all this dancing and whatnot. And I get that that does not make sense for this TV show since they're children and it's aimed at a younger audience. But like, I know I've been talking a while, but like the casino scene wasn't very fun. Like you just missed missed out on a lot of fun in that, that uh, Vegas scene. I don't know. What did you think? of this episode it it won't surprise you to learn that i also thought this episode was not fun yeah um one because obviously as you mentioned the bar is set so high in the movie um my favorite scene right the like dance montage with grover i mean that's because it's but even the whole i think the vegas scene is probably my my favorite scene in the movie um you know that there's sort of the camera i think i should have rewatched it the camera sort of like spinning and it's like there's just lights and color and music and action. And it's like, I don't know if you go to Vegas a lot, Sam, or if you've ever been to Vegas, but I've I, never been. I love it. Uh, we need to do a field trip, a research field trip. Um, I love Vegas. And, you know, the, 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 the in the movie, it's it's a little extreme, but it's not that extreme. I mean, there, there are the slot machines have flashing lights and you know, there's, there's always yeah. sounds going off and it's, I mean, there's not just like impromptu dance parties, but you know, at the clubs, I'm sure there's stuff going on. Um, but it's like this high energy, you know, exciting thing. And, and in the movie, right. They forget where they are because mm-hmm. they're eating the Lotus flowers. They're not aware. They don't make the connection, um, which is something we talked about before, right. Shouldn't all right. these heroes have like read the odyssey, um, and we do get that right at the top of this episode, right? As soon as they go in, yeah. Grover's like, this is the Odyssey. Haven't you read the Odyssey? <clears throat> and Percy's like, I read the graphic novel, um, which I thought was interesting. But yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to have this awareness, right? They know what they're getting into. As you said, they've, they've intentionally gone here, but they know, you know, don't eat anything. We're just going to be quick in and out. 
and of course they're not but it's it's a different casino right it's a different mm -hmm. experience yeah. and i thought the, the one thing i liked and i mean it must be intentional right in, in the in the in the movie and in the book right it's kids you know the assumption is right. there's, there's kids there are kids and there's other kids there because you have the guy from the 70s playing pinball um in the book yeah here it's there are adults right they seem to be pretty much the only kids right i think there are some in the background there's some kids playing video games and pinball and stuff but at the the gambling tables it's adults and they're you mm -hmm. know they're wearing costumes from or, or outfits from different decades um going back you know maybe even to the 30s or so um but a lot of sort of 60s and 70s um yeah. vibes and, and the wall decorations sort of match it but it's i feel like it's a metaphor right just like for the show you know the, the the book is sort of written for kids and so you've got a kid audience this tv show is for adults right even though it has children and maybe you disagree with me but i think the target demographic is people in their 20s maybe early 30s yeah not 100 percent. not middle schoolers yeah exactly 100 percent. this is what i've said to my wife a ton right it's just like it's obvious that the core audience is the people who originally read percy jackson not kids reading percy jackson nowadays so i like that they sort of leveled up the people in the casino because i feel like that again <laughs> is, it matches the like the leveling up of the of the tv show but yeah i mean there's a lot of a lot of differences a lot i mean changes yeah. what do you make of the you know the, the the looking for hermes what do you think about augustus the satyr um i get i first of all i i will give you know credit to lynn manuel miranda i think he's a he's a very interesting hermes like i, I like him a lot like i like his energy um um, so I, I I think that's good casting. I think he plays it well. Um, I'm not sure I understand. Maybe you maybe you have an idea of why Hermes is in Las Vegas. I'm a little bit confused about why exactly Hermes is there um, and what the connection to like his character is. I did like that, uh, you know, Annabeth pickpockets him and he knows because he's the god of thieves. I thought that was kind of fun again that's a little throwaway so i'm okay with like the hermes stuff again they're kind of building again this relationship between hermes and luke um they obviously have the you know the iris message and they talk to luke in the semi as they approach las vegas and then annabeth quickly shuts it off before percy can talk about hermes um because of their strained relationship and hermes talks a little bit about why that relationship is strained and they're continuing to build on you know why the demigods have such a hard time with the gods um you know which has been a little you know again something that i continue to praise about this tv show and we actually get this connection back to camp half-blood which i know we felt like had been missing in this tv show i don't get augustus at all um again i he acts very well but it is this like weird thing with like how do you include a character who is completely oblivious to what's happening and constantly forgetful it's it is like a very weird thing like why is he here like what is grover's relationship to him i i don't know it was it didn't make a ton of sense because i was like is he playing and he's trying to kidnap grover and it's like no because he puts him in the vr which is like the flying japan video game which i was like okay 
like I'm, I'm curious if they're going to change exactly what's happened to pan like is he trapped in like a virtual space or something like that unclear but yeah, i didn't i didn't understand it just felt like a weird addition that didn't add anything really mm-hmm. to the episode also i think augustus is a bad name for a satyr um yeah i mean obviously the name of the first roman emperor and also the last roman emperor um romulus augustus uh that's sort of more of a title uh than the name but yeah i don't i mean the hermes i'll go back to hermes and i'll come come to augustus um the hermes was weird you know again sort of i think comparing this to the movie is helpful um because of the movie i think captures the feeling of the book a little bit better in this scene but in in the movie right they they lose track of time because they're having fun right right in in the book you know they go to a hotel they get like these cards they go to the hotel room and they like change outfits and like they're just doing stuff right they lose right. track of time because they're doing stuff and well, they're, they're given they're, those cards right right like they're 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 partying they're spending money they're having fun and time flies when you have fun right in right. this you know we learn that they've been here for days and yet the camera has been on them the pretty much the entire time and they like right. walk in and they split up and then Annabeth and Percy go and talk to Hermes. And there's this like sort of suggestion that Annabeth makes that days went by when they were yeah. sitting at that table talking yeah. to, to Hermes, which I don't know about that. Um, and then he intentionally delays them too, which again, I find confusing because he knows they're going to steal his, like he knows that they're stealing his car. Um, so again, I'm like, he's okay with them stealing the car and getting to the underworld, but he wants to delay them. So they miss the solstice. Right. And in the book, of course they don't miss them. I mean, in the book, by the time they get to the beach, there's one day left. Um, So we've, that's another, another change, but it's, yeah. I mean, the, the, the Hermes thing was weird. Um, I agree that, um, you know, the casting is good. Um, I think we've had sort of weird casting with the gods. I mean, we already talked about uh, Hephaestus. I mean, there's sort of, Maybe not the casting, but the sort of characterization of Hephaestus was weird. Sure. But I sure. like I like Hermes. I think Hermes is in Vegas, I guess. I mean, if he's a god of liminality and transactions, and you sort of I think there is a sort of suspended liminality in Vegas. Um, if this sounds too academic, stop me. But you know, it's like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? There's like this like sort of threshold, right? You something changes when you go when you cross over to Vegas. Um, and there's obviously lots of you know transactional money going back and forth in Vegas. So that's my explanation. Uh I'm not sure if it's what they were going for. It feels like a stretch to me, but sure, I'll I'll buy it. I mean, it, it all feels like a stretch to me. I mean, Greek mythology often feels like a stretch to me. Well, sure. Um, yeah. I don't, and and that the Augustus thing was weird. Um, yep. I I liked him because I, I we we saw him and I was like, oh, this is actually what the satyr looks like, like kind of a creepy old man, like sort of unkempt older man. Like that's mm-hmm. I think what satyrs are supposed to look like. Yeah, right. They're sort of like randy little sex pests. Not saying that Augustus or Ted Dykstra who's the actor who is the voice of Daniel Tiger's father in the Daniel Tiger's neighborhood show. Wow. Big dick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's been in 90 episodes. I just looked it up. I didn't count. Um, but 
I thought he he embodied more what a satyr was. But yeah. then the sort of question is what why is he there? Right? He's yeah. he's looking for Pan, but he's I mean, he's being kept in the casino because he 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 keeps forgetting and he keeps being like, Oh, it's just over here. Like, let me go. And so that's the sort of perpetual thing that keeps him there, which we don't get so much for Annabeth and Percy. Right. But I liked that um I mean, I I guess I was trying to figure out whether he was there himself or whether he was sort of a part of the casino that was like there to lure Grover. Right. Um, but of course, yeah, he drops Grover off at the VR and it's it's in here we have the pan the pan finding game, which you can probably get from Meta Three, uh, or Meta Quest <laughs> Three or whatever it's called. Um in the book, and this is another, I've got another example later about the sort of the the, the more whimsical nature of the book in the book. It's like, uh, it's, it's called a uh, virtual deer hunter. Um, right. And, where you play as the deer hunting the hunters. Right. right. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, and, and Grover's playing. He's like stupid humans polluting the earth. I'm going to kill you. Right. And I almost think that, I mean, it's, it's, it's funnier um, yeah. or more, more light in nature, even though it's about killing people. Um, I think that actually matches up more with the Grover we saw in episode five talking yeah. about the violence of nature to, to Aries. Right. So I think that's, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Augustus is conf- confusing. Again, I think this goes back to like kind of a criticism that we've leveled against the show a couple of times. It's just like they waste the precious time of the TV show, right? They have all of this extra space to, flesh out the book and whatnot and they squander it all the time on these really (laughs) irrelevant things just like there's so much time with augustus and it doesn't really pan out uh boom uh but it's just uh, like i don't know well before they i said before right before they leave annabeth says this was all just a waste of time so accurate i kind of yeah um yeah sorry you were you were saying something i I was just saying also too it is like a weird thing too right again it's just like you know they're in like a time vortex when they enter like the casino right it's just like time behaves differently here it's not that you lose track of time because you're doing all these different things it's just like a minute is actually an hour in like real time which again is just like kind of loses the kind of like magical nature of the lotus hotel entirely um but also it's like it affects them all very differently like annabeth never forgets what's going on but percy's like who's grover and grover completely forgets them and it sticks with him for a long time which is also a little bit weird like once they get out of the lotus hotel he's still like happy to be here gang i don't know what we're doing or who you are but i can't wait to steal this car with you um But, you know, it is just like also this weird where it's just like, where's the consistency in like the world building here? And like, they're like, oh, you know, we didn't eat the food, but it's in the air sort of thing. And it's just like, I feel like they're doing a lot of like having their cake and eating it too, or at least trying to do that. Yeah. Um, I've got some thoughts on this. Yeah. Or maybe not thoughts, but responses, visceral primal reactions. (laughs) Yeah, Um, please. Yeah, I mean, so I was, I was, I was thinking about all those things too, right? Grover seems more affected than Percy and Annabeth, and then you know Percy 
first he seems fine until you know a one moment he's like wait who are we what who's grover right. and they do discuss this right there there is this sort of like why was grover more affected and the answer was that he was off by himself he was alone and percy and annabeth weren't um which you know they sort of explained it but it doesn't entirely make sense um and so i went back to the odyssey i yeah, went back to book yeah. nine and i reread it did you reread the uh the lotus, yeah, eaters. The lotus eaters yeah i did it's it's i mean it's a short a short passage but there's a lot of emphasis on being with other people right i was like mm. did, did they did they sort of go off by themselves and the answer is no there's a lot of emphasis on comrades right he uses the words you know talking about his 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 companions a lot odysseus does but they're eating with the lotus eaters they're they're together so it, there is no sense of isolation um leads to forgetfulness and it's it's entirely about if you consume the lotus or not which yeah. is why odysseus um you know i guess he's sort of like annabeth right you know they athena's the common denominator again this sure might might be a stretch but um it's odysseus who like grabs all his shipmates and you know forcibly brings them back to the ship because mm -hmm. he hasn't eaten the lotus right but if the lotus is in the air then annabeth has experienced the lotus and the sort of the thing i liked least about this episode um the sort of uncomfortable moment i've got a bad percy moment and a good percy moment Bad Percy moment when they're in that parking garage and Grover's, you know, again, he's like part of the gang, but he he doesn't remember everything. Um, he's like, wait, is it like my fault that we're like behind schedule? Because they're talking about how late they are. Is it my fault that we're behind schedule? And Percy doesn't say no. He just sort of grabs his shoulder. And he's like, it's OK. But it's not Grover's fault. Right. Right. He makes him feel like it's his fault. He's a jerk. Right. And it's, I didn't like that because it, it wasn't Grover. It wasn't like they were looking for Grover for days. Right. They spent days right. talking to Hermes, apparently um, a scene during which there was a lot of long pauses, which yeah. you know, I guess it's drawing out the time, but the episode was like 35 minutes. So we don't need that. We also didn't need the like seven minute crashing the, the car pulling out of the garage. I know. Goodness. But the one my, my my good Percy moment was when they when they see Augustus and they sort of they're like, hey, we want to talk to you because you're a satyr. Percy goes and tackles Augustus. It's like the first time Percy like did something right. Instead of yeah. just like standing there looking confused. And having that sort of blank expression on his face, he like went and did something, which I, yeah. you know, I don't know if this was character development or what, but it, you know, it. It was different than the person we usually see. Yeah. What do you think about the taxi? Right. I mean, there's. I, I love that it says Hermes on the taxi and they're like, where is Hermes car? And it's like, oh, it's the one that says Hermes on it. <laughs> Hermes taxi service or something like that. And I was like, OK, like, I, I was like, I get I get the the taxi. Why? You know, that's a good. I can't remember if that's in the books or not, but you know, I, I like, you know, well, they take a taxi. taxi. They just, they just like get in a taxi and they're like Los Angeles and the driver's yeah. like, that's like really far away. But like taxi <laughs> for Hermes, like makes sense. And I'm like, okay, I like that. And again, should be a dead giveaway in Vegas. I guess if you see a New York yellow taxi, just in a parking garage, you'd be yeah. like, that's, that's the, that's the odd one out. Um, 
Yeah, I hated the crashing scene. Also, again, this is a weird nitpick, but there's one time where he backs into a column and there's just steam coming out. I'm like, where is this steam coming from? It's not like he hit a pipe. It's not coming out of the car. They're just like, well, we got to have something that, you know, starts, you know, releasing steam. I thought it was like, they're just like, we need special effects because we could we couldn't show the animals in the semi because it was too expensive. So we got to, we got to invest our CGI budget or, you know, our special effects budget somewhere else. And so they said, okay, steam in the parking garage. Perfect. We love it. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know again. And then it's like, Oh, and they leave and they're about to be hit by the car. And then they just like teleport, which I don't think is, I, again, I, I didn't exactly understand how the taxi works. Yeah. But I thought they had to like type something into the glove box, but apparently it's like you can just like insta teleport if like yeah. you're in danger. I don't know, confusing. And then they're just on a beach, um, on the car. And I was like, okay, fine. I, I don't know. Yeah, in the, in the book, so I went back and looked at this in the book. You know, in the book they take a taxi. Yeah. Um, they there's there's often this transportation via taxi. So it's it's both you know, represents an era before ride sharing and Lyft and Uber. Mm-hmm. Um, but we still have all the taxis in the, in the, in the movie or in the TV they pay, show. They pay with a gold drachma, correct? Yeah. And it's like yeah. very valuable. Um, so right. like the taxi driver is willing to drive all the way to California. Right. And he goes 95 miles an hour the whole way. And they talk about driving through the Mojave. Like, so they're, yeah. it's not a tell, it's not like an instant thing. Um, mm-hmm. But of course, Hermes isn't at the, the Lotus hotel in the book. Um, but it's, it seems, I don't know if it feels out of date to have all these taxis rather than like, I mean, I don't nah. know if like, if Rick is like paid by the, like the sacred order of taxi medallion brothers or whatever their yeah. like name is. And he's like, you know, to undermine Uber and Lyft in 2024. Uh, but I don't know. It just, it's, I don't yeah, feel just, I feel like that's a Hollywood trope is like you take taxis. Yeah, I um, guess. Like I think I don't think that's out of like character for like a movie. Like I don't think it feels dated to me. Um I don't know, maybe it's also cuz I watch old movies, but it's like I feel like most movies you see like taxi taxis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> taxi driver, all the great all the great taxi movies, all the great um, ones. But yeah, again the beach again i was like oh like oh this could be cool like he's gonna meet his dad because like they've been building up to this so much right they built up you know it's been built up kind of since the mississippi river we also get this indication that he was supposed to meet his dad like he has this flashback that hermes you know touches his hand and it's like oh you remember that time where you were supposed to meet your dad and didn't get to right and that was like kind of devastating for you as a kid um and it's like okay you're gonna meet your dad and it's like he's prepping for war so he can't come see you but he loves you and he's so proud of you and it's not your fault that this massive war is about to start even though it in some ways is um and then Percy's like no i'm gonna see this quest through um again i was just like i, I don't know again is it just building up to like resentment at poseidon is he just gonna be so pissed when he actually sees him at the end of this series um on olympus Maybe, but also like the books don't really do that. Again, that was always my complaint with the books is like Percy is way too forgiving of his dad, who is 
very emotionally distant from him constantly. And Percy's always vouching for him and being like, no, it's fine. Um, and I'm a little bit, I want him to be angry at his dad and be like, you can consistently didn't show up for me. Um, and if we don't get that at the end of the series, I, I feel like we're just going to fall into the same rut that we did in the books where Percy doesn't understand the real criticism leveled at the Olympians. Um, but yeah, again, it's, I, it's, yeah, go ahead. I, I don't know what it adds, not showing. I don't, I don't know. Again, I think it depends on how they end the series, but I, I felt like Percy didn't feel super let down when it was like, your dad's not coming. And he's like, I'm going to finish the quest um, sort of thing. And I was like, I, I don't know. I feel like this should be emotionally devastating for Percy. Percy should be really broken hearted that his dad doesn't show up. But again, we kind of get like, you know, I don't know, you know, unaffected Percy just like, you know, you know, grinning and bearing it or being confused. Like that's like the two, that's like the two speeds that Percy has. It's just like, well, we'll just keep going or what is even happening. Um, and we got, you got the grin and bear it Percy, which, you know, I, I, I wish we got a different emotional speed from Percy here. Yeah. Yeah. There's like uh dogged determination and confusion. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, and it's, it's different in the book. I mean, this whole thing is different yeah. in the book. Um, yeah. But it, it's, you know, he's he's preparing for war in the TV show because the solstice has already passed. Right. And so it's kind of like, well, your dad wanted to see you, but like, you know, if you didn't take so long, uh, you would have seen him. Right? right. Or if Hermes hadn't delayed you. In the book, right, when he's talking to the Nereid, she says, you know, your your dad can't see you because the gods can't directly, you know, help their children. Right. So it, it again goes back to you know Iliad sixteen with Sarpedon, right? And that whole, yeah. which which I, I think is important because it sets up the whole sort of framing of the gods. It explains why the gods don't just come down and do stuff. Right. Um, right. They right. have to be removed. They can only indirectly help you. And of course, we get four pearls. Right, which is I'm I'm curious to see yes. what's going to happen here because in the in yeah. the books, right, she gets three, and which is why Grover, you know, has to stay. Um, but now we have four, right, and it's yeah. just like bring your bring your mom back. So something's going to happen to a pearl, I think. But I think this scene was also when I was rereading it. It was just reminding me of just the little small playful things in the book. I mean, mm -hmm. it's 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 a serious moment because he's going and. You know, he, he's going to see his dad and he's getting information about the quest. But, you know, in, in the book, he like goes into the water and he says, I felt something rub against my leg. I looked down and almost shot out of the water like a ballistic missile. Sliding along beside me was a five foot long Banco shark. Um, And then, you know, he winds up sort of riding the Mako shark. But it's just the mm -hmm. fact that there's like it's something you don't expect. And this description, I almost shot out of the water like a ballistic missile, right? There's nothing like that sort of playfulness in the TV show. Right. And, you'd have and then, you'd have Percy looking confusedly at the shark swim by. Right. <laughs> right. It would just be serious. And then right. uh, just to sort of further the point, the Nereid comes, like she rides in on a seahorse. Um, and when he's having this like heavy conversation with her, the shark and the seahorse start playing tag. 
right? So there's just like there's just like this little. It doesn't affect yeah. the plot. It doesn't, you know, they're just sort of Percy experiencing this world that is foreign but also kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and that's what I miss most about the TV show. Uh, the fact that they're in this casino and casinos are fun to me. Um, you know, there's people having fun, people, you know, winning and losing there's lights. Um, there's the excitement of potential wealth. Um, and they're stuck there. Not because they're having so much fun. They're just sort of there looking stressed. Um, but also sort of aware about what's happening. Mm -hmm. Right. There was, there wasn't even like, like no one even offered them like a drink. I mean, the, the sort of, I know the Lotus stuff is in the air, but nobody engages them. Nobody comes up to yeah. them. It's like, welcome to Lotus casino. Like, how can we make this enjoyable? Here's like an unlimited uh, card to do whatever. Like there's the, the casino itself makes no effort to do to trap them. them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, again, I feel like sometimes we we run into kind of difficulty talking about these episodes where we're just like disappointed that they didn't do more with their own source material, right? It's just like there's so much potential here and they just kind of squander it, um, right? Yeah, I mean, even Hermes is like, do you want to play craps? And they're like, no, we have to talk to you about business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go into a back room that's full of like, greek helmets and, and stuff you're like okay um but yeah I, I don't know i think you're absolutely right like the whimsy of the books is like being lost in an effort to be serious and more adult and whatnot but as a result it's just like it's just kind of boring it's yeah. just like how is this different from really anything else that i've already seen before like how does this stand out from any of the other kind of myriad serious shows out there right um i don't know yeah the lighting is very serious too like when he goes into the ocean it's like scary like it's like it's like very green and dark and like things are obscure which you know is how it would be in the ocean but it's like I feel like you could make it more like fun. It's like, oh, you know, the sun of the sea returns home and it's like right. beautiful and enticing and not this like mysterious, like deep with like really big seaweed that like the Nereid like peeks out of like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah. The, like there should be a seahorse that comes up and is like, hey, boss. <laughs> like, you know, like... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. And we do miss the animals, right? I mean, the, the animal thing was weird. Yeah. Because right? in the book, the animals, like, they can talk to Percy a little bit. I think there's a horse. Um, but they're talking to Grover, and there's, like, a lion, and, like, a z like there's no yeah. zebra in this episode. There wasn't even a zebra in the, like, right. when the animals were, like, in the street. There's just, like, a weird yeah. animal. I, um, wild. I don't understand that at all. Uh, that they wouldn't even, you know, include a zebra. That would include the title of the TV show itself, which is crazy. And the I, I thought the writing in that bus was, like, not the bus, the, like, semi, was just awful. When Grover goes on and on, like, oh, they figured out the plan. It was really pretty good. They were just missing a few, like, key pieces, but they're really smart. It's just way too long. And then, like, they get out, and they're just, like, in traffic. And he's like... They'll get, they'll be fine. Like, 
I'm just like, cut all of this, like, or completely rewrite it. Just like, what is happening? It's just like, yeah. Again, I feel like the writing for Grover is terrible, to be perfectly honest. Like, I don't I think like, it, I think what he's is, better than Percy. Well, maybe, but I'm just like, I, I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. Maybe people just lack an identity. Like, Annabeth has the best identity probably in this show but again like is it it's like does grover is grover in the know or is he completely oblivious and naive and i can never figure out actually where Mm. he is like sometimes he seems really clever and sometimes he thinks that he's clever and i'm not sure if you're supposed to be taking him seriously or dismissing him or is he comic relief but he's not really funny like i just feel like they have given him like a, I don't know, a paradoxical identity with really bad writing, and so you're just like, yeah, it's like, oh, he's like testing Aries, and he's like, I figured it out, and of course he gets it wrong, and you're like, okay, so like, he's like, it's Clarice, and they're like, yes. we knew it, and you're like, okay, um, so you're like, okay, so then he doesn't get it, but he was like playing Aries, but like, I guess he's young enough that he doesn't actually know how to do it, so he's like kind of tricking Ares, but ultimately Ares is tricking him, I guess. I mean, it seems like Ares is still going to be the lightning thief um, in this series, because, you know, we get the preview of the next episode, and yeah. we're going to have the fight on the beach between Percy and, and Ares. So it seems like that's not actually going to change, which then makes me think then episode five is just like Ares is just lying through his teeth about his motivations, potentially, um, which I was worried about. Um, but you know, I don't know. It's just like yeah, that whole semi scene is just like they can't show the animals. It's just like cages covered in weird tarps, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, they're being mistreated so badly." Uh, but I like his do... joke though. I like the thought, like th- they're just missing one thing: thumbs. Oh man, it, it landed. <laughs> that landed like a bag of rocks. <laughs> well, they cut. They cut. It was like the only time they cut away real fast from somebody. Usually, they just like linger on someone's face. Uh, but yeah. I didn't like the. I mean, it, staying in the the semi, the 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 iris message to camp, right? And they used the prism. I don't mm-hmm. know where the light was coming from that she was reflecting, like uh, um, through those like opening tops where Grover sticks his head and oh, sees okay, the, okay, sees oh, the yeah, Cracker yeah. Barrel billboard. Yeah, yes, yes, I noticed that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, so they 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 do the iris message and right, they have to throw in the um the drachma or whatever. And I, I did like the Annabeth says, if you want the God's attention, you got to pay for it. I think that's, that's good. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, But I mean, we've talked about this before, right? That numerous times in the book, they're, they're always contacting the camp and they're talking to Luke. And so we're reminded of Luke, but we don't get that in the TV show. They do that here, but it doesn't add anything. Right. I mean, it, it, it it's, it's sort of about Luke and his father. That's the sort of, but we don't actually get any content because Annabeth shuts it off. And so it's just like, let's call the camp. And Luke's like, Oh, Hey, like everything is crazy here. And then it's like, bye. It just doesn't, it doesn't to me, it doesn't further the plot, right? There was nothing there. Assuming that we're going the same place as the book. There was nothing there where you're like, Oh, Luke, like we can totally trust him. He's like on our team. He's not going to betray anybody. Um, but we don't even get that. We're just like, oh, remember Luke? And you're like, not really. And then it, it yeah. like it, it goes on. So it's 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're nearing the end of this series, and I feel like we uh, are not being rewarded for continuing to watch the series so far. Again, I think we still need to, you know, we need to see it to the end, see how they wrap things up. Um, but a- a- again, I-, I feel like they, I don't know, they just, they they aren't developing these characters in an interesting way. They're not making good use of the TV show to actually flesh out the interesting bits of the story um yeah and it's and they just they just yeah they've 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 lost all of the whimsy in favor of i don't know ratings again i think it'll be very interesting to see the critical reception of this tv show when it comes to an end there was a lot of hype at the start a lot of people saying we really like the casting we really like the first a couple of episodes um but i'd be kind of surprised if the critical reception is all that favorable um, you know, at this point, again, I'm not sure people are continuously reviewing the TV show, um, in, you know, publications, but I think people will talk about it more once it wraps up. Um, and I, I feel like it'll be a pretty lukewarm final reception, uh, which is too bad because I don't think that the TV show had to end up being this, I don't know, mediocre. Is that too harsh of a criticism to, to level it, level at the TV show? But again, it's just like, there are really interesting moments like the Medusa episode is really interesting that they kind of ruin at the end of it. Right. The, the reinterpretation of Medusa is great. And then she ends up being a monster with kind of unclear motivations at the end. Anyways, um, you know, and you know, we have this interesting setup at the first episode, right? Not everybody who looks like a hero is going to be hero. Not everybody who looks like a monster is a monster. Right. And I think we're still waiting to really see that, ever come to fruition because so far that really hasn't been true it's like oh the monsters have been monsters so far and we don't really we don't really have any that many heroes actually compare with that's always going to be luke but again i i don't know that's yeah i feel like i feel like it's straddling um does the my criticism of the book um is that it's a little too shallow. You know, it's fun, it's whimsical, but it's also again we, you know, written for middle school kids. Right. And it's the first book in the series, so it hasn't yet gotten like too heavy. Right. But it's but it's I mean the, the first book is probably my favorite book. Yeah, um, me too. in the series cuz it's 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 still fun and you're still like, "Oh, here's like this guy going on these crazy adventures." I'm like, "That's weird. A Mako shark." Um <laughs> and in the 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 show you have, there are some potential, there is potential for these like real heavy things, right? People don't look what they, like they are, right? There's monsters or not monsters, heroes or not heroes. Um, what happened with Medusa, right? Is she a victim? Which God was right? You know, there's, there's intergenerational um, strife. They could be digging deep, but they're not. Right. Yeah. It's it's not fun, but it's not like real serious. I mean, it's it's serious, but it's not like deep. Right. Yeah. There there are a couple li- lines, you know, where a kid is like, this is a family thing. Um, and you're like, that's right. And the whole again, the Medusa episode is probably my favorite because there there is some deep stuff and it it investigates myth and it investigates sort of the um the problems with 
a, a mythic tradition that's so variable. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But they don't really they don't come back to that. And this is, you know, again, this is this is Greek mythology. This is some of the coolest stuff out there. Right. And I feel like they're just not engaging with it. Right. They're, yeah. they're in this casino. Yeah. And the only thing, the only Greek mythological stuff we get, you know, I guess we get the narrate at the end, but there's just like, you know, Augustus is a satyr. Right. Right. Should there be other satyrs there? Right. Are satyrs affected by Lotus the same way that, that uh, humans are? Should there have been other creatures? I mean, should you feel like you're walking into like one of those uh, canteens in Star Wars where it's like all aliens <laughs> like everywhere? <laughs> Like, yeah. what about it? You know, should should a, a cyclops have been like a bartender or something? Like, th- there's just no engagement with yeah mythology. It doesn't feel like they're the children of gods. It feels like they're the children of people who don't really like them, and they're going to talk to like Hermes, who's just like another dude who's like kind of their uncle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. It would be a lot more fun if it was like you saw a lot more mythical stuff being presented to you. But right now it's all just kind of like generic stuff and people who look like normal people, but, oh, they're a god in disguise sort of thing. Um, Yeah. I will say, again, this is going more to like the actual production and things of the TV show. Like we've already kind of bragged on this episode for skimping on the, the CGI budget or even just hire, hiring animals for the TV show. I mean, the, all the animals are CG and it's really obvious. And it's like, you couldn't hire somebody who has a camel. Um, I'm sure you can get that in Hollywood. Um, but also, you know, the, the weird cuts, which I hate where it goes to black and then you're like, it, it comes back and sometimes it's literally the very next thing. And I'm like, like it's the same characters in the same place. And it's like, why was there this big cut? I don't know. The thing that I found most distracting and I'm curious, do you remember what song is playing in the casino for the whole time? It felt like no. Uh, Dua Lipa's levitating is playing in the casino. Like, if you want to run away with me, I know a galaxy and I take you for a ride. Like that oh, one. Right. Yeah. Man, which listen, I love Dua Lipa. She's great, but way too distracting. It's like such a hit song playing in the background. Doesn't really make a ton of sense to me. Um, this is like, you know, the chorus is like, like, I want you, baby. And I'm like, okay, like, I don't know what it is. But well, to it feels me, like it was... the movie. It feels like the movie because it's like high energy. It's like vibing. I don't know. Yeah. What do you want? Like Fr- Frank Sinatra, <laughs> I guess. Like, I, I don't know. I Just a song that wasn't so recognizable that I could like sing along to for most of it. Like I, I found that very distracting. And I'm like, I feel like you can have a Vegasy song that is not just like, you know, a top 40 hit um, from 2020. Um, so like very recent too. Anyways, that's a small criticism, but I was like, this feels weird and expensive and distracting um so there you go there's my final criticism that's where it sums um, up the show right i know i was looking at it you know this you know reader take this with you know a grain of salt um but according to wikipedia the series is made with a budget of 12 to 15 million dollars per episode um 
which is a crazy amount of, again, to me, that's crazy. I don't know. Um, you know, let us know uh, over email if that's actually a, a pretty low number for a TV show like this. But it feels like they have a lot of money to play around with that they, I don't know, aren't. For a half hour <laughs> where, where there's no CGI and yeah. nothing happens. And Lin-Manuel Miranda is the only recognizable actor. That seems like a lot. Yeah. But anyways, there you go. Any Any final thoughts about this episode, Sam? I I liked it more than the last episode. The last oh, two episodes, I think. But only by degrees. And I, I just I just like the the tap when they're trying to leave the parking garage. Like I just didn't understand why that was like a seventh of the episode. Right? Well, and it's like why why is it that they you can't use the teleportation feature until you leave they're like oh you can't you can't use it until you get out of the parking garage i was like right. what is this because if, if it's do? in the air if it's if the lotus is in the air right as soon as they like get into you know they push that button to like recirculate the air inside the car they should be good to go but yeah i don't know um i'm curious to see where it goes i'm curious to see yeah, the critical review. And I'm 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 waiting to see when if they announce that they're coming back for book two for a second yeah. season. Yeah. Cause I'm not sure we want that. Right. I mean, book two. I mean, there's I don't know. There's like more action in book two, I think, than in book one. So maybe that would be good, right? Going to look yeah. for polyphemus, but maybe. I think what uh, having, you know, as we need, again, we need to see how this series ends, but having seen this series, it seems hard to me to see how they would extend this for five seasons, five seasons of this feels like it would be really hard to land. So if they do continue, I think they're going to do a lot of condensing of second, third, fourth book. And then probably give the fifth book. It's it's a, a kind of a whole season to kind of wrap up. I feel like they're going to need to do a lot of adaptation because I think there is a lot of padding in those other books that they're going to have to cut out um, in order to make it kind of make sense. Um, you know, again, they don't seem to be interested in in using their time super wisely, and so imagining four more series at the pace at which these episodes are feels like it people would really lose a lot of steam really fast um that's I've got my, one that's my thought one, one last question for you sure do you feel any differently about them the first movie after watching this show do you appreciate it a little bit more i i i, I do you know i've been hesitant and again Criticism of this TV show is not praise of the movie. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't want the reader the listeners to get the wrong impression here. But I will say that yeah, the movie at least is fun. It does a bad job of engaging with its source material too, but it makes an interesting, you know, experience. And maybe that's just because it's shorter and so they have to make bigger changes maybe it's because um the writers there are hollywood people and they intentionally cut out the author um so like his desire to pre preserve his work you know allowed them to make more of a blockbuster hit hit is probably the wrong word I, you know it's not a great movie but you know i think the casino scene here is like oh i missed the casino scene from the movie 
um, to your point, because that one is fun and actually in some ways feels like it's closer to the book in its like feeling, even if like, I don't know, there, there are big changes there too. Um, so yeah, uh, there are, there are definitely pieces of the, the original movie that I do miss here. I wish they, I feel like there's so much, um, you know, it feels like Rick Riordan is so allergic to that movie for understandable reasons, but that he has kind of abandoned any sort of redeeming quality that that movie had. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. But minute for minute, I'd rather watch 90 minutes of that movie than 90 minutes of this this show. Uh, at least as yeah. we have it so far. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can agree. Well, I think that brings us to the end of the episode. Um, again, dear listener, if you have strong feelings that, and, and you think that we are missing something in this TV show, um, please let us know. I will say, you know, I, I, I periodically look at the IMDB and, you know, the featured user review is five out of 10 underwhelming. Um, so I do think that there is some, um, there is some disappointment with this TV show already in the air. Um, but if you love this TV show, we would love it if you would reach out and share your thoughts with us. You can always email the show at allroadspod at gmail.com. We love hearing from our listeners. We have a global audience now. And so if you want to get in touch with us to share your opinions on our show, on the Percy Jackson TV show, um, or Greek mythology in general, um, please send us a message. We love hearing from our listeners and we'll be sure to talk about uh, your question or comment um, on the air. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's a great idea. We should do a, uh, we should do a, a special episode on some of the questions we're getting from our yeah. increasingly global audience. Five yeah. continents. If you have friends in Africa or South America, hit them up uh, or Antarctica. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, as always, we appreciate it if you leave a review of the show um, on Apple Podcasts. Drop us that five stars. And if you especially like the show, why not drop us those five stars and leave a comment telling people what it is about our show that you find so enjoyable. Uh, we appreciate all of our subscribers and we look forward to bringing you content beyond Percy Jackson as we move further into 2024. Um, as always, thank you for listening. Um, it's, it's a joy and pleasure to produce this show for, for you. Um, now, as always, we'll do our classic sign off. Um, if all roads lead to Rome, then why not take a detour with us? I've been Sam Hahn. I'm Dr. Sam Kendick. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.